my name is Dylan Courtney, and I'm your host for the Book Pod. Today, I'm joined with the great Susanna Zuluaga. Hi. This week, we read Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros, a fantasy romance, a romanticy, if you will. Um, and I know we have a lot of thoughts. We really have restrained from talking to we one another. Have, and um, it's been difficult. Yeah, Susie, how are you doing? I'm doing so well. This is, whoa, <laughs> I'm on the podcast. I feel special. This is not the first podcast it's episode. It's not the first we, podcast episode. It's not even the 10th. Oh my God, this pod, we've recorded, I want to say upwards of 50 podcast episodes together. Just talking about life Anything, in college, everything. freshman year, we've we've really yeah. recorded a million episodes. None will ever see the light of day. Ever, ever, ever. Um, for the sake of both of our applications, <laughs> to be so bold. Okay, so starting out, I want to preface that Susie and I are very unsure on how to pronounce many of these names. Um, a lot of them are, I looked it up, Scottish Gaelic. Gaelic, yeah. Gaelic. Um, and, but we'll, tr- we'll try our best. Yeah. So the synopsis of the book, I'm just going to read the synopsis on Goodreads. 20-year-old Violet Sorengale was supposed to enter the scribe quadrant living a quiet life among books and history. Now, the commanding general, also known as her mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre, Dragon Riders. But when you're smaller than everyone else and your body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away because dragons don't bond to fragile humans they incinerate them. With fewer dragons willing to bond than cadets, most would kill Violet to better their own chances of success. The rest would kill her for just being her mother's daughter, like Zayden Ryerson, the most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the Riders Quadrant. She'll need every edge her wits can give her just to see the next sunrise. Yet, with every day that passes, the war outside grows more deadly, the kingdom's protective wards are failing, and the death toll continues to rise. Even worse, Violet begins to suspect leadership is hiding a terrible secret. Friends, enemies, lovers, everyone at Basgith War College has an agenda because once you enter, there are only two ways out, graduate or die. That is our summary. And I want us to take a shot every single time someone dies in this book. Oh my God. <laughs> Shit-faced. Shit-faced. First off, what do you, you look for in a good book? Because I think this answer really is different for everyone. Okay. So I am not, I've never been like the reader when it came to like me and a friend or like me and my sister. I was never the reader. My sister was always like the reader. I really just read whatever anyone tells me to read. But they're like, mm, you'll like it. I'll be like, mm, I'll trust you. But also, um, I like books that have a bit of romance. Just keep things a little bit interesting. It makes it entertaining. It makes it relatable. It's steamy. It's exciting. It's steamy. It's exciting. Absolutely. Because uh, for me, my answer to this question is I want something to take me out of my seat. I want to be transported. So oh. when I'm reading a fantasy romance. I want to get so sucked into the book that the world could literally just like disintegrate and I wouldn't even like notice. Like I really want to feel so sad that I have to leave and do anything other than read this book. It's I also, want to be like completely. Yeah. It's also the books that make you really angry about the plot or crying over deaths mm-hmm. or like swoon over the love interest or laugh at the quick banter. Like it's I the wanna... books that make you feel it's, too. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you like the beginning of the book? Because in my head, this book kind of has three main sections. Yeah. The first one being Violet starting school and starting to train and then ending probably with her bond with Tarn and Adarna. 
I really, the beginning of the book was fine. It was just very, like, I'll say I really didn't get hooked until, like, around page 200. Yeah. It was a little slow for me, to be honest. I was like, okay, this is happening. And it was like, oh, my God, rush exciting. But it was just, like, I was like, where are we going with this? I was like, what are we doing? Yeah, I feel like that usually, It was a lot of just, like, the world building. Absolutely. I feel like that happens a lot with fantasy where it does, you have to give yourself time to get to that 150, 200 page mark for the story to really pick up, pick up because it's so much world building. But I thought the author did a really excellent job at like describing in detail the fight scenes or any of the scenes from the war games. It's easy to write swoony scenes. It is. But and no, yeah. She really does a good job of the action scenes. My favorites were the training scenes on the mat with the hand-to-hand combat. Any of those, I really, I honestly needed more of them. I love the bonding day where she bonded with Tarn and Adarna when everyone like pulls an avatar and bonds with their dragons. And then the last fight scene with the, was it Vernon? Yeah, with the Venon. Venon. The Venon and the Wyvern. Yeah. My favorite, I... I loved, like you mentioned, those hand-to-hand combat scenes. I loved those. Those were so, so good. It was always, oh my god, I loved them. Um, I, I really liked, I really didn't have any particular scene that I would say that I really, really loved. Which, as I say it, I know that, I know that I'm wrong, but like, I'm not the kind of person that can like easily call out a favorite anything. Okay. Where it's like, I, I loved a lot of this book. And I can't say... We definitely have nitpicks. I know that We definitely have nitpicks. I did enjoy this book. We definitely have nitpicks. But I feel like I can't call out, like, anything favorite. Like, I just enjoyed the whole of it. Mm -hmm. Should we get into the nitpicks? Because... I... There's a lot of scenes and a lot of details that she left out that I wanted to read about. Like, we're spamming a, what, a year in this book? Yeah, a year. Yeah. And so, like, while I'm aware that as an author you have to keep many things out... Um, or to the reader's imagination, leaving out those small moments between like Xander and Violet while only keeping the big romantic romantic scenes, like it produces a lot of disconnect in my opinion. I had, I felt the exact same because I felt towards like more to the middle to the end of the book, like it really just felt so like, like yeah, like we were seeing every big scene, but I was losing their connection. Like it, it didn't feel. It started off pretty strong. It started off really strong. It started yeah. off like you, like you were reading these. You're, you were like losing your mind because you mm-hmm. could feel their chemistry, the tension, the tension, everything, and you get closer towards the end, and it just becomes like, just very. Predictable. It's very like telling you. It's so like I love you. I love you too. Or like oh I can't remember that you blah blah blah. And that, I hate love that so much. Conf- confessions were a lot. I really hated every single one so much with a passion. <laughs> like you can ask Sandy. I was like sh- like cringing. cringing, like physically just like cringing. I could not do it. I also thought Xander was a two like copy and paste from a lot of the other romantic interests and. In- many of the fantasy novels I read. There's like Rowan from Throne of Glass, Reese from Akatar, and the one from Furyborn, copy and paste. Yeah. And someone said this on a YouTube video I watched, like someone commented this. They think that Fourth Wing is super popular with people who don't usually read fantasy because everything has been done already and done better in countless books, which I kind of agree yeah. with. Um, also, when Violet connects with Myra, Mira, her sister. Mira. Yeah. You know how when they connect, they... It's said that they catch up. Mm-hmm. They never show the actual 
the catching author. up exactly and they I never showed catching up I wanted to see that so badly because we both have older an older yeah. sister and that catch-up was probably so juicy oh my mm. god that catch-up was you probably like wouldn't laugh like that for like the rest of your life the yeah. catch-up the shit that you would say the inside jokes the inside jokes everything's building on each other like every oh my god their relationship and that little here's what i have so much beef with with this book with this author like you were just saying so you know how in like you get some fantasy books and they like are just a lot of fluff and then it fades off to like like the spicy stuff is like and then the next morning yeah you don't actually get anything this book feels a lot of like it feels a lot like sacrifice the fluff to get to like the really like juicy stuff but we were really lacking on fluff. Like, we were really missing we were a lot of fluff. We were so lacking on fluff. We were so that is such a fluff. good way to describe it. And I definitely it felt, felt like that. the exact opposite of like a lot of these other books where it just, I didn't have enough like cute, like I didn't have enough things that like really made me believe their connections once we got more towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we both just genuinely agree that the beginning of this book is really strong. Yeah. And um, even the halfway mark, we we were screaming to one another we're so obsessed oh we my god it. yeah and then that last third yeah. the last third i really disliked the last wait where are you categorizing the last third again run it back i am probably categorizing the last third as her and xander have hooked up like they just started they just started hooking up not the first kiss like they just had sex to the end of the brothers alive spoiler but that's what this podcast is okay no yeah the last third of the book I just felt like it was so kind of out of left field like mm. I understood that it's what we were working towards like we're in the war games you know it's you have the final one coming up and things are a bit more intense and getting towards like the end of the year you were also shocked by that little twist I was shocked by the little twist because I don't I'm gonna sound so completely inept I don't read too often like That's I not... read but I don't read too often like a I lot have of read a don't. fair share of like fantasy yeah. books I have read, like, a good amount of books. I just don't read too often. So I feel like it it was... I was not... You knew what to expect at all times. Like, I would be, like, shocked by something, and you're like, I totally saw that coming. But if I was new to this genre, or if I... This was, like, the third, second, like, fantasy, fantasy romance I just read, then I wouldn't... I would have had your same reaction. Yeah. That's why I would totally recommend this book to someone who is a newish reader, you know? Yeah. It was, I really didn't like the third act, though, I'll say, the last, like, third of the book, because, no, yeah, so it felt like we were working towards this, but it felt very cramped at the end. Like, a lot of action at the very end. She was running out of time. Yeah. yeah. Like, it felt like, it felt very much like, okay, you're just trying to get, like, another action sequence in. Mm-hmm. So, Dane. Dane, Dane, oh, Dane. Oh, my God, Dane. I knew they were going to, like, tamblin him from Akatar. I keep uh, relating this book to Akatar because it just read very much Sarah J. Mass to me, mm-hmm. but just typical boy next door, boy next door turns very annoying, annoying. and overprotective yeah. it's like in a very negative way. Before. We've, we've seen, seen it before. This before in like every other book. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hated it so much. Truly, I think Dane's an annoying little, <laughs> little boy, I'll yeah. say. He's boring. He's also he boring. He's bend so a few rules. He's so like has a stick up his ass he because was... it's just so like square of like you can color outside the lines. 
yeah, you, like, it's not the end of the world. Like, I understand trying to, you know, do the right thing in, in like, social contract and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's, you can break a few rules sometimes. You can bend a few rules. Yeah. I loved Liam. I loved Liam. And I was really upset that he died because I wanted book two Liam love story. I know. Liam's death was actually very devastating. It was. It but was I saw, very, you see it coming. I kind saw of it coming. From a mile away. I saw yeah. it coming. I was like, yeah. The minute he just kept repeating, I owe my life. I owe my life to this man. I was like, oh my God, you're literally about to <laughs> die. <laughs> but I loved Liam. I imagine Liam as this... Ginger. No. Oh. He's a blonde. And I picture him as this beautiful blonde surfer boy from back home. What did Rhiannon look like? Rhiannon had like because in braids. My, they mentioned her braids. In my mind, I was thinking something along the lines of like Zoe Kravitz. I'm trying to maintain in the age in the age range, so it fits a bit more. Like Zayden, I totally was picturing Simon from Bridgerton. It's like too old. Too old. Like I understand yeah. the, the vibe and the idea, but too old. The intensity. Yeah, the intensity, the same passion. Mm-hmm. So who do we want to start with for characters? I mean, I I did really like Violet. She got very annoying with the Zayden stuff. She got really irritating. She became one of those girls I just, just... She became one of those people I just don't want to listen to. Her little constantly... Towards, like, the beginning, middle of the book where she's just constantly flicking Zayden off in public in front of everyone, just being like, I don't care. Like, fuck you. It's like, it was so <laughs> embarrassing. It was so, like, middle school it was crush. So, it was so, like, preteen, I think I'm hot shit, like, yeah. embarrassing. Oh like, it was just like, such, like, a... She made such a big deal about how she didn't want to attract all this attention and, like, everyone wants to kill me, blah, blah, blah. And then she does the most attention-seeking behavior I've ever seen. That is so attention-seeking. If you have problems, address them privately. Like, I'm sorry, he is your she's, superior. She's 20. She's, she's 20? 20. Dude, I'm turning 20 soon. I know better. Yeah. Um, that's just really embarrassing if I were her. I'd be, like, a little embarrassed. Really? To show I, um, I'm going to address the elephant in this book. And that's the dragons know everything. Oh, yeah. And it makes me very uncomfortable, especially during the scenes where you do not want them in your mind. They mention shields. They have the shields. But they never talk about throwing up the shield real quick. Exactly. They Which, just kind of get into it. And I'm like, okay, is the shield still down? Because, listen, because if they had the audacity to talk about a fertility suppressant, <laughs> they, I, I forgot about shield. that. That was so, like, out of pocket. That was so out of pocket. I was like, where is she this coming from? The author kind of just threw that in there just to... Just to be like, cover my bases. Yeah. It was so, like... <sighs> it, you, no, I thought about that all the time, too. I was like, this would be really weird. Because they're just in your head. They know the freaky shit you're doing. My number one critique was I totally could have gone without the animals in the mind. Really? Yeah. No no communication with the animals? No. Communication when you're when on. When necessary. When you're on the animal. When you're on the wavelength. When you're on when the dragon. You when you're in war. the wavelength, you're there. Exactly. When you're in a so certain proximity. So it's like you can open the communication as opposed to them just always being there. You can like open the door. Yeah. Hey. Which is, I guess, what she actually did Which in the archives wouldn't make- in her mind. Well, that is actually what she did. And we're a little silly. I don't think no, we're silly. No, because that was for the power. 
He's still in her brain. He's still in her brain. And also, it's not even just them breeding the thoughts. It's they have the same feelings. Yes. Because so the idea of them getting freaky at the same time as their dragons is so, so weird. weird. Nasty. But that's that's a bit of a nitpick. I mean, it's not really nitpick. It's kind of a big thing. And I think that's every video I've seen of people not liking this book. That's the reason they don't like the book. Which I think you can totally separate that. Like, this is a very entertaining book. No, I'm not going to pretend like I didn't fully spend two days, like, in lockdown in my room under my covers reading this book. I did enjoy it. And I did hit that stride where I didn't want to do anything but read the book. So this leads into, on a scale from 1 to 10, where do you rate this? For me, it is such a solid 6, which is pretty good. I was going to say, like, a 7. Okay. Maybe more like a 6, though. Because I was thinking, I was like, hmm. I'm only going to say six Seven. for, for that last third. Like, I Same. love when the romance was resolved, but I feel like if we had more fluff, it would, we, could ex- we wouldn't need that last little piece. Also, we would have felt so much more connected to we the characters. We would have felt so much more connected to the characters. Towards that last piece when, like, Zayden and talking about how much he loves her, we, like, his perspective. Yeah. I was just like, ew. Also, because like I don't understand, like I don't see where you're coming from. Like we've only gotten like the little moments from her mind and like the really passionate ones, and it's like I don't see any of like your actual like trust bond being built. Also, imagine book two with Liam and then Liam dying. That would have tears, tears. Exactly. So I would totally recommend this book, as I said, for people who want just a good time, want to be entertained. It's a little silly. The graduator dies so. So many people die in this book. So many people die in this book. Do not get too attached to, to anyone. anyone. <laughs> because you'll be thinking, oh, I like them. If it's the first time they're being mentioned and they're like all buddy-buddy, expect them to be dead by the end of the chapter. Yeah, it's such a solid fantasy expect romance. Expect them to be dead by the end of the chapter. Um, and I will say this author definitely took away from popular books. Like At the end of the day, they like said the names of everyone who's passed during the day and that was very Hunger Games-like. That was so Hunger Games. I wrote down, I was like... This feels very Hunger Games. It also feels very divergent. Mm-hmm. It's just super, like, reminiscent of the classic, like, hallmarks of the genre. Yeah. It what? really did take from the dystopian Oh, reality. absolutely. Because it's, like, you a, can tell this the dystopian was a fantasy fan. of dystopian. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm saying, like, you can clearly see, like, the dystopian influence. Yeah. So, any, any last thoughts? Any last words? Any last thoughts? Don't be like Dane. Would have loved a Dane death. Would have loved a Dane death. Dane is so irritating, overbearing, annoying, overprotective, doesn't take her seriously. Don't be like Dane. Exactly. Boys, don't be like Dane. Don't be like Dane. (laughs) Okay, thank you everyone for listening. And Susie, thank you so much for reading and chatting with me. Um, Now I start Vicious by V.E. Schwab. If you want to read along, you can tune in next week. Bye, everyone. We didn't our aspirations.